Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. There's a time when a tech device is needed and there's times when you don't have to rely about it. That's right. I'm tackling the big demon today. I think we all have probably a love-hate relationship with tech devices. So I'm talking tablets, iPads, gaming devices, phones, you name it for kids. Uh, Maybe we have a love-hate relationship for ourselves too, but I'm talking about with our children today. I think that tech devices are easy sometimes absolutely magical and can really save us and keep our kids quiet, occupied, um, whatever we need at the moment. But I think we know that they aren't the best for our kids. And so today I want to start a conversation that's just a, a reminder to us all to get creative and when we can break away from the tech devices to do it. Because I think it's very easy for us and for our kids to just fall back on them all the time. Is this conversation going to make you upset, Marianne? No, it does. I know it just I feel like I mean, we come on here and we talk about how we're not the experts in any of these topics, but we do a lot of research or we talk to people and we poll people and survey and try to gather information to give everyone like we say, like a life raft for life and just kind of the the basic information, get the topic going, get the conversation going. Tech devices for kids just makes me nervous. I'm, I'm making a face <laughs> as I'm saying it. And I think we should clarify here. We are not talking about like cell phone use for your kids. That's your own personal family discussion of how old you give a cell phone to your kid and that kind of thing. We're just talking about tech devices in general. I think generally like playing games, even like some of the school programs or, you know, talking or chatting, any, any device for that entertainment. Correct. That's a good, that's a good way to describe it. Yes. For entertainment purposes, not necessarily, you know, chatting with their friends. So, but yes, it does. It makes me, I can make all the noises here, all the facial expressions, if you could see me, um, because it is, it's like a, I don't want to say necessary evil because it's it's not necessary. <laughs> we grew up without them, right? And I have moments where I think like, man, what did our parents do? What were we doing? And I do remember doing a lot of workbooks or cards and things like that at, you know, I'm the youngest of the three of us. And so I was at a lot of other, you know, yours and our brother's games and things like that. And so I can remember kind of trying to keep myself busy on the side. And as I got older, it was definitely like, I only ever did my homework. I can remember sitting in the bleachers where you'd sit like where people put their feet. And then I would do my homework on the bench part at our brother Anthony's baseball games. I can remember doing that a ton. <laughs> um, so, you know, as you get older, they they you can keep them busy with that. Well, there's my first suggestion. <laughs> Are they doing their homework? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so hard now. They, they know at such a young age, they see everybody out with the devices. So I think this is going to be an ongoing discussion and we definitely want to hear from you on tips because we absolutely do. And I mean, let's put some disclaimers out there. Like if I right now, my daughter's watching TV like that's there are times so that we can record. Mine this. too. That's basically it, yep. what they're both doing. Our youngest <laughs> yes. are, are doing while yep. we're recording because yes. we need them they, to be quiet. Although you do need them, them to sometimes. Be <laughs> right. Yes. We do need them to be quiet and not that we can't like get them involved in something else, but you know, they now know if we say, oh, we're going to record. They're like, I got the TV. I know this is a freebie. And my kids also know like travel. We were just on an airplane. Like 
they know that's a freebie. It's a free for all. Watch whatever tech devices you have. So I think there's always those exceptions or, you know, maybe there's an important meeting, a call you have to take, a, a doctor's appointment you need them to sit through. Like those are the times that it is, it's great and it's magical. And, and I think that's terrific. But then I think it's very easy for all of us to get into the pattern where we, we go towards that first that it does seem like a path of least resistance. The kids gravitate towards it and we do. And I guess my thing is, I think we all need reminders that there's lots of times we don't need it. I mean, we've talked before, I think about like, you're out to dinner and that's easy to give them something, but it's also a great time to have conversations. So, you know, there are instances where we have to maybe just take a, a pause, a minute to be creative and and to come up with something. And I think that we will we will benefit from it. Our kids will. I think it's an opportunity for growth, development. It's it's you know there are games and activities you can do that will grow their their brains and make them smarter and that kind of thing. But I think it's also like a life skill that if you don't have to rely on that crutch and um, be open to other experiences and 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 ways to entertain them. Yes, a hundred percent. I'm just gonna like jump into one a little bit of of they don't. It is a life skill and they don't need to be entertained all the time. And we've been working on this. I say it a lot. We end up in the car a lot going between activities or activities where we're still not allowed in the building or on the field or that kind of thing. And I have little ones, so it's not like I'm leaving them home. Um, We've done a lot lately and I can hear myself saying it to them of like, no, we're going to sit here because we need to learn how to sit here and have a conversation. And that's it. And I'm like, no device, no other game, no other activity am I going to give you? We're going to sit here. And there are days where we go out and play or do other stuff. And I know we've talked about that on other episodes of getting out and exercising or moving your body and getting the kids involved and you know running the track around a soccer field and things like that. But also there are times when I say to my kids, like, this is just, we're going to talk. You're going to tell me about my day. And I, you know, and almost um, I'll throw one out here that I, that I know we, we discussed is like, is it 20 questions, 21 questions, like throwing out questions to the kids about their day, about their life, about what they're learning in class, letting them do it back to us, but something to kind of get that conversation going. Because I do think, I know at least my kids at times struggle with knowing how to just sit there, not entertained in some way. Um, and so, yeah, so take the device away and start that family conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out as as one alternative. Like I said, the the asking questions back and forth is is a good thing to get that conversation going. I like it. And I like the also point out like, you know, there's times to play outside, but so we're talking about times when you can't play outside. I'm talking about like, for example, when, you know, you're sitting and waiting for something where they need to be in a certain place or or a game that you want to watch. I mean, that's the like you go to all these sporting events and you want to watch the child who's participating and you have other children to entertain. So, um We've gotten into cards a lot, and that's like an easy one. I've got a deck of cards now in all of my bags, and you could do plain playing cards. You can have fancier ones, but um, and we play war, which is I'm going to put in the math plug for you right there, Marianne. I mean, teaching them, you know, from the basics of the young age of what numbers are higher or lower. You can turn it into a math game of adding and making things, but you could play basic war. You could play go fish, old maid. Um, we have spot it cards. Um, we'll put a plug in there for spot it. You guys do a great job with your cards. There's all different like themed ones. I have, we just took it when we traveled a tiny tin of ones. And I, I don't think that they're themed. I think it's just that they're mini cards. Um, but they are cards. If you're not familiar with them, that have little pictures of different things on them. So there might be a toothbrush and a hair comb and a ladybug. And somehow they made these cards, which is fascinating that when you put two cards next to each other, they have one thing in common. And so 
right there is the game. And it's funny, we were playing this with my aunt and kind of teaching her and she thought the cards were amazing and then was trying to come up with like different ways to do it of, you know, do you flip two cards and who can ever find the like thing first? Do you put out a whole bunch of cards and then hand everyone a card and they have to find another card that matches? You know, there's different ways, but um, cards are easy. Again, low tech, um, small thing that you could have on you. And I think there's like an endless... Um, array of things you can do from a very young age to even like you're sitting there waiting, you know, you're waiting in the airport with your teenagers. Why not have a quick card game? I mean, I think it allows for conversation and um, keeps everybody occupied and passes the time. I know. I'm going to put in a plug here for two, well, maybe three things on this. One is Uno. We love Uno. (laughs) And it's like the same idea of war, of it's, you can kind of be taking breaks. So if you're at a sporting event or you're at something, you can stop. It's not a speed. It's not a race. It's nothing. I'm going to also put in a plug for waterproof. We have waterproof cards. So we will often, um, like summer swim team, my kids all go at different times. And so the rest of us are sitting by the pool. I have played with, I don't know how many kids, like not even my own, just random kids around and kids will start swapping in and out as like someone's coming out of the pool from practice and maybe their siblings sitting there playing and they're going in, they'll take their hand of cards and we just keep the game going and they'll keep playing, whatever it is. Like I have waterproof Uno and I have waterproof, just like a plain deck of cards. Um, and that seems to be great. And, and I think other parents like it. I entertain their kids for them with with the cards. Um, but we've taken them anywhere on the beach, on the um, at the pool. Like I said, it's, it's great. I'm going to throw out another game, card game. Actually, I'm just going to plug a card game here is um, if you've never played the game, I believe it's Blink. Look that up. Similar to Spot It, but it's as fast as you can get through your deck matching a it's um shapes on there. And it's a certain number of shapes and certain colors. So you have to match any aspect of that with another one and stack them. So the same number of items on the cards or the same color or the same shape, but think like stacking piles like like you would in Uno. Um, but that's a great one that even my youngest plays as well. So um, I'll throw that out there. But I, I do love the waterproof cards because then we have, bring in the, we have brought them anywhere and we uh, don't worry about if they're dirty. I've washed them off and it's great. But the other thing that I did recently that someone else suggested to me is one of my kids is she doesn't always want to get up. Like if we're at a soccer game, she doesn't always want to get up and play and she's not good at sitting there. And But she's really into reading and crafting. And so we did both of those things recently. She'd gotten a bunch of crafts for Christmas and I was like, great, bring it. We'll work on it. We actually traded it back and forth and she because she wanted to involve me in it. And that was an awesome thing. And I can remember... Um, you know, our grandmother and even some of my husband's aunts sitting there knitting and crocheting all the time and being able to like pick it up, put it down, that kind of thing. And so I'll throw out crafting. Encourage your kids, like if they're a crafter or they're a reader, like get in, bring that stuff with you places or even in the house as a break from playing or devices or whatever, pick up a craft and you know, nine times out of 10, they're going to want to get to whatever the end of that craft is. So that's going to entertain them for a while. And there's all different crafts for different ages. Absolutely. And I think there's like kits. So you don't even have to be a creative person yourself. We've done even the basic thing of um, these like sticker books where you have a picture that has numbers all over it and coordinating stickers. And so again, there's a little, I'm plugging math a lot today. There's a little math in there, but you could put the stickers on. So that's one that um, yes. is like any age can kind of do. And I think that yes, it's, it's like neat. color by numbers, but with stickers. So you don't need exactly. any utensils with you. Yes, that's a good one. Right. 
Right. So that's like, again, like less things, easy to stick one of those books in there. And I think, you know, I mean, obviously like coloring is a good, there's always the basics. You said coloring, reading, um, listening to music. We've even gotten our kids have like, um, you know, again, whether you bring like, whether you're singing songs, whether you're listening to music, I think that again, it's, I'm talking about a device they're not like going to look at. (laughs) So I know that might involve some technology, but um, I think it pulls them away. But we are big we are big gamers. Um, and one of the ones that we've gotten into, which is hilarious, is Hangman. And so again, depending on the age, and even my kids, I, I really would only say that one out of three like can really play it, although two out of the three play it. But you have to know that sometimes they might misspell the word they're going for. But again, that's like a good one that we've done while you're trying to be quiet, while you're trying to watch something, because you can pass back and forth, you can guess, and it's like, it doesn't have to be that... Um, involved you can look away from it so that's a good one too so i guess that i would throw in like we try to travel places with little notebooks scrap paper and that kind of stuff because i think that you know you have a little bit of that and you can get pretty creative with what you're doing yes i kind of always keep in we have a bunch of stuff in my car but also in my purse i keep uh generally i have a small notebook and some pens are in there. And then I also have, we've talked about it before, like little boogie boards. They're a little um, like a new age Etch-a-Sketch type thing with a, <laughs> a little, I don't even know what that technology is called, but you can erase it and, um, you know, thin like a would be like a piece of paper, but you can write on it and we, you can play any and all games on it, draw pictures. We've done, uh, what is the where you draw a picture you have to name what the picture is or what the saying is whatever that game is we've done Pictionary yes like Pictionary we've done we've done that we do tic-tac-toe dot game I know we've mentioned the dot game before on this podcast because we're pretty obsessed with the dot game um (laughs) but I think even my three-year-old pretty much understands the dot game um but yeah it's it's good to always kind of keep some sort of writing device or paper whatever whatever works for you with you and that's i mean it's endless stuff you can do there absolutely and when you don't have paper when you're driving and you can't do that i mean this is a big one i guess we do driving but um again with some of the conversation we make up games so um i have someone who taught me about like this color game, you basically think of a color and then you just have to guess. Everyone else is guessing what that person thought of. And so you just literally like throwing out colors. You could do that. We do that with animals where it's just like, all right, I'm thinking of an animal and everyone has to guess it. And then you can even turn that into a question game where you can ask like, we'll play where you can ask yes or no questions. Like, does the animal have fur? Does the animal live in water? And um, it's, it's again, it's something that you can play at whatever pace you need it. You can tailor it to whatever level. That one, you don't even need anything. Just just your brains and your voices. And um, again, tailor it to what people are interested in. So my kids love animals. That's great. I know people play it with sports. I mean, you could do anything with it. So um, just you got to get creative. <laughs> yes, I would say my I have two of them that we have done in the car recently. Um, one came from school. My kids in one of their classes they started teaching the kids about the game categories, which is where you like roll a dice. I'm sure you remember, Andrea, because we played it a lot as kids. But if other people don't know what it is, you'd roll a dice, you'd get a letter of the alphabet. And then you would have, I don't know how many categories are on the piece of paper, say five to 10 categories. And they'd set a timer and you would have to give an example of each of those categories. It starts with the letter. So, you know, it might be 
article of clothing or um, place you'd visit and you'd have to name something that started with that letter. So we started doing something similar to that. Actually, they started, my kids started it in the car and they would just randomly pick a letter and they'd say, okay, everybody has to start naming things. And we didn't do the full categories in the car because we didn't have pieces of paper, but it was name something that starts with that letter. And it was great. And we would correct people, no, that's not how you spell it. And, you know, and so it was a learning, but could be fun even as the kids get older and they actually know how to spell. You can do, you can do that one. Um, the other one that I would say that my kids do in the car a lot is name that tune. My, everybody but me and my family, I think is very into music. And so they remember the names of songs and the words and all of that. And so they are really into name that tune. And sometimes it's, I just put on a playlist and see if they can name them. And I just keep fast forwarding um, and and skipping to the next song as they name it. But they they love that. And that's an easy one that they came up with on themselves. Or I think Matt did it with them. Um, but that's a good one too. I love it. I like that. Now I'm going to go in a little bit direct, a different direction here. Um, I'm also all about putting my kids to work. So, you know, if there's something like, let's say you have a project you're trying to get done and you're trying to keep the kids occupied, get them involved. You know, whether it's a simple chore, a big house project, family project, involve the kids in what's going on. Um, I think that that's great life skills. I think it makes us a little bit happier. Um, it makes our children a little bit more independent and uh, participating members of the household. So, um, and, and we do that outside. I mean, again, it doesn't always go well. You got to tailor it to their level. But, um, you know, we, we've done cleaning up yard cleanup, gardening, any of that kind of stuff. So um, I'm a big fan of putting my kids to work and even any other kids who happen to come by. I'd one time um, was had them all washing the fence. They were psyched. They were psyched to play with water. They were, but um, yeah, put them to work. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Hot day. Be like, just put on some clothes. It can get wet and go out there and, and clean. Exactly. Stuff. Wash yeah, the cars. it is. <laughs> and you you taught me this of even not really disguising it, but not even just flat out saying to the kids, like, this is your chore, you got to do it, but just being kind of nonchalant about it and saying as an example to the kids, hey, I could really use some help with blah, blah, blah. Do you think you could go get that done? And so, you know, for the people who are in their houses with kids on devices, instead of saying to them, get off that device, you got to go do something, just saying, hey, could you take a break from it? I need some help. And you give them a task to go do. Oh, great. You got that done. Here's something else that could really help while I'm doing something else, you know, and, and just kind of piecemeal them <laughs> tasks to get them to do stuff, I think is... um is a kind of sneaky way <laughs> to get them off of the devices. And, and you know, we've thrown out a lot here. Um, and our kids are, I would say, on the younger end. So if anyone out there has ideas for older kids, high school kids, um, you know, I don't think you're really as worried when they're in college. They're maybe making their own decisions a little bit more. But if you've got ideas of stuff you're doing to distract your kids that are in the high school age, I, I know I would welcome them. I think Andrew would welcome them. We'd love to share Absolutely. them with our listeners because like that, I would use that on probably a high schooler of, hey, can you think you can go do this for me? Or if they can drive, can you go run this errand for me? And that gets them off the device and doing something different. Um, but I know some of these, you know, some of the, the games maybe won't be as good for older kids, um, but definitely work for little kids. But you can tailor them how it works for you with your age children. Absolutely. I mean, card games, I, 
I think you could teach him poker. Let's get him into, you know, some higher level. <laughs> oh my gosh, so our uncle he... used to do that. Remember he what did he <laughs> used to teach us? He would do it at family parties. We'd all be sitting around playing card games like at the table. Ones. Yes, adult yeah. card games. Yes. There yeah, were some vicious absolutely. games of Rummy 500 going and <laughs> Oh yeah. Yep. No, I yes. think it's great. I think again, when you have the opportunity to take kids outside and get them occupied. I think that's always, you know, the fresh air is the best. They don't need much and they get creative and um and and play with what they have. So that's always obviously like that's an that's an ideal. But um you know, is there a park? Is there a playground? You know we love those things, but is it just hey, let's go sit outside, let's wander around, let's go for a walk. But I think that you know, our our biggest thing today is listen, devices are part of all of our lives. Use them when you need them. Just don't abuse them. Um, maybe that could be a, a T-shirt. I'm seeing it now, like tech <laughs> devices. Use them. Don't abuse them. But I mean, it's it sounds silly, but a very serious thing. Use them when you need to. Um, but realize they're not the best for any of us. So let's get creative and and free ourselves when you can. That's my message for today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Our kids and ourselves. It is it is a good message. So um, that's all we've got for today. But like I said, just share those ideas back with us too, because. As our kids are getting older, we're going to need new ideas. And um, even now, we need new ideas. So we, we definitely want to hear from you. You can drop us an email at sistertipsters at gmail.com. You can comment on an Instagram post, send us a message on Instagram, whatever works for you. But send that those tips over to us because we'd love to hear them and we'd love to share them with our fellow listeners here. So as we end every show, thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marian. Like we were just saying, if you like what you hear, drop us those comments on Instagram or uh, maybe a like or a positive review on our streaming services or better yet, just share this podcast with another two friends. Um, and if you want to check in with us, like I said, I'll repeat it again for you, sistertipsters at gmail.com. But at a minimum, don't forget to come back again next week for another episode of the Sister Tipsters. <laughs>